Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Everyone says we have to be great at communication, but what are practical, actionable steps we can take to actually achieve this? Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name is Erica Huynh and today we are joined by Dr. Paul J. Huynh. Now, Dr. Paul is a multi-practice owner based in Melbourne and country Victoria. He's passionate about communication, photography, all aspects of dentistry and mentoring younger dentists in all these different areas. And in case you didn't catch on, he's also tragically my annoying older brother. Now, this episode has been a long time coming and it was so fun to record a conversation we would normally have over dinner or in the car. And I said to Paul, I wanted to record an episode where for all of you who are listening on your way to work or uni this morning, you're able to leave with some key takeaway messages and tips that you can actually implement with your patients starting today. In this episode, we talk about the importance of connecting and building value with our patients and how we can do this with some simple changes in the way that we talk and specifically through the questions that we ask and by diving deeper to understand our patients' stories and what's important to them. So join us for this double travel episode and I genuinely hope you're able to walk away with a tip or two and try it when talking to your patients today. I feel that the purpose of of dental school is to make sure that you have the right understanding of dental disease as well as have the hand skills to be able to fix the problem. So... I've always had the belief that dental school's job is to make us as foolproof as possible. So to go out there and do no harm. That's that's the main thing. And there's just so much to learn in such a short period of time that there is no focus on anything else beyond that. And I think that's not just dental school. That's probably with every other industry out there in all university degrees. So th- that's their purpose. It's not their purpose to teach us to communicate. But that's probably what is the most important thing when you come out to work is that after a few months, a year or so, you've kind of found your vibe, your mojo a little bit in terms of how you're going to treat patients and do things. You can start focusing on how how can I begin to um, communicate with patients? How can I begin to connect with them and then then go on from there? Because the reality is when we come out of dental school – we, we start doing cleans, we start doing checks, we start doing fillings, and eventually we want to start doing, hopefully, um, some uh, more complicated treatments. But the reality is if you want to do complicated treatments, you need to be able to communicate with the patient about why it's beneficial to them. Let's talk about from the moment that the patient walks in through your door. In dental school, you know, we, we greet them from the waiting room, you call out their name, you make a little bit of small talk, you sit down, it's like, how can I help you today? What's your chief complaint? right? Does this differ in private practice? And over your years, how have you adapted your you know, initial patient greeting and bringing them in? The biggest tip I think I have for everyone is to sit the patient in a normal chair. So I'll bring them in and say, hi, my name is Dr. Paul. Please come take a seat. But when I tell them to come take a seat, I tell them not to sit in the dental chair. I actually tell them to sit in a normal chair. As if, you know, it's like if you go to the doctors or someone or you, you're meeting someone for the time, they, they sit in a, in a normal chair and you, you, you're able to, it makes them a lot more comfortable. Um, there are a lot of patients who we all know that they're not, uh, going to the dentist is not everyone's um, favorite place to be. And so there, and then there are other people who are, are extremely anxious about sitting in the dental chair. So inviting them to sit in a normal chair almost is a way to 
have a normal conversation with them. And, you know, I might start with a little bit of small chat, not too long, maybe about 10, 15 seconds about how their day was, have a quick chat about the weather as per usual. And then from there on out, then I ask them why, why they've come in and how I can help them. There are two types of categories that patients fall into when they first come into your, appointment, um, your room. And one is a patient who goes, I'm just here for a checkup. And the second one is, I'm here for a reason. Could be a toothache or for a consult. The way you then articulate the or structure the conversation is very different when you, you have those two patients come in. Let's start off with like the patient comes in for a particular reason. How does the conversation go from there? So trying to make this as relevant as possible, I'm not I'm going to skip the entire part where you know dental school teaches you the who, how, what, when, where, why. I think I stuffed that up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> who, what, when, where, yeah, why, yeah, get how. The general yeah. And, yeah. And and not talk about the problem itself because all the people who are listening to this podcast are experts at that already. But rather start the conversation about how we can begin to connect with the patient. And those questions don't really connect with the patient. What really connects with the patient? So say, for example, someone comes in and they say to me, oh, um, I don't like the way my teeth look. My first question is to ask them what it is that they don't like. And then the second question is to ask them, how does this affect you? How does this affect your day-to-day life? And that's not a question that comes naturally to us as dentists because it doesn't help us with our diagnosis. It doesn't help us with the type of treatment plan we may present to the patient. Also, no, I'll take that back. It, it will. But why it's really important is because, and if you listen really carefully to how the patient articulates that answer back to you, you can begin to connect with the patient you can begin to see yourself in the patient's shoes. And until you can see yourself in the patient's shoes, you can't really cater a treatment plan that suits them properly. I feel like oftentimes the way we see things, and like you said, probably the way we're taught it at dental school is patient comes in, they're like, oh, I feel like a filling has broken off of this tooth or whatever. And you're like, oh, which side is it? Has it caused you any pain? Has it? What are your symptoms? Does it keep you up at night? Are you taking any painkillers? Like the whole Socrates approach, right? And what it sounds like is you're shifting it from tooth related to more so the patient. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And And, you know, we have to be really good listeners. And the best way to show a patient that you are listening is to repeat back to them. Did I do that well then? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I've taught you well. Um, you, you, you have to repeat what they, they say back to you. Um, and it might be small bouts, but you, you might be really curious. They might say to you, oh, you know, uh, it affects me because I don't smile in photos. And the way you respond to that, you don't smile in photos? And then they'll go... Yeah, the reason I don't do that is because I'm embarrassed. So when you sometimes say what the patient says back to you, it almost uh, is an invitation for them to speak more and talk more. And that concept's called delving deeper. There's there's so much when a patient, um, when someone says a sentence to you or your patient says a sentence to you, try to listen to what is being said, but also what isn't being said and try to see if you can get further into that realm and the better you understand them the better you hear them the better i mean imagine how you would feel when you have a conversation with someone they 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 listen to you You connect with them you go oh my goodness this is a doctor and dentist who who understands where i'm coming from finally you know 
you haven't even talked about treatment plans. You haven't talked about what's possible, but they're a lot more likely to listen to you and understand just because you've shown it. Um, to, to go on from there, one of my favorite things to do at the um, this process of questioning the patient might take five, 10 minutes for me. And then at the very end, what I'll do, they might list four or five different things for me. And I'll summarize it back to them. So, Ms. Jones, you, you've told me that you've come in because you're unhappy about your smile. Um, you've told me that uh, it's because of this crooked, crooked teeth on the bottom. Um, you've told me that you don't smile in your photos. Um, and sometimes you get a bit of sensitivity. Am I right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's about right. Is there anything else I've missed? And they're like, oh, and there's this. And then I'll repeat the same thing back to them. And if they go, no, that's right, you've summarized it really well then you can move on to the next step. So in summary, I would say you need to ask a patient all the who, what, when, where, why, how. I think I did that a bit better. The second thing you need to ask is how does it affect them? You need to listen really carefully and delve deeper into those questions. And finally, you need to summarize it back to them. BOQ specialists have worked closely with dental professionals for over 30 years and they understand the unique challenges that you, as a dental student or graduate, will face at the beginning of your career. I know they helped me early on as a dental student and they can help you too as they offer a private banking experience and tailor their products for dental professionals. I can say they have great customer service. I've lost my password that many times and they've always been able to help me. Nothing like the experiences I've had with competitors. So if it sounds like they can help you too, get in touch with them for a chat. For more information, visit boqspecialist.com.au slash students or check out the show notes for more details. TNCs, fees and lending criteria apply. See boqspecialist.com.au for more details. Why is it so important that we delve deeper? Like, how does that affect our treatment going forward? It's all about connecting with the patient. It's how can it's all about trying to build an understanding and relationship with a patient within a short period of time. You may only have twenty minutes for this concert. You may only have half an hour or even longer. But you know, if you're trying to convince a patient that they need a certain amount of work done, then you need to understand absolutely everything. And and you know, the way I'm presenting this conversation almost sounds like it's it's really easy to to have these conversations with the patients but a lot of the time you're you have to understand when you come in a patient comes into your room you're a stranger they may not be willing to provide you all that information up front because out of fear of judgment out of fear of um uh embarrassment um, that sounds silly, you know. You know I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, I'm meant to know your problems, but patients don't feel that way. You know, they've, they've lived their entire life like that. So you need to be able to be willing to listen to them or show them, hey, I'm actually interested in you. Tell me more so I can help you. And that's why delving deep is important. I feel sometimes as well, like patients haven't really been asked those questions before and they don't expect it. And sometimes, you asking those questions makes them think in a particular way that they realize was never even possible. Or something. Do you have like a certain story or anything of examples of questions where you delve deeper? I feel like it's easy to be like, okay, delve deeper. But like you said, it's perhaps easier said than done. Yeah, but yeah. What kind of questions <clears throat> would you be asking? I've got, I've got so many examples of where this happens. Um, I think the, 
the most recent example, right? I had a patient who was maybe in his late 30s and he came in and, you know, he, he had a failing implant. It was an infected implant and, you know, we, we were doing a brief consultation. We only had about half an hour for this consultation. This implant needed to go. Um, and in short, the reason this implant was failing because his bite was incorrect. His bite wasn't correct. And I had a quick chat to him. I just said to him, look, you know, the reason this implant is failing is because your bite's not correct. And, you know, um, you if you want to make this last longer, you might need some work on the front. And he goes, oh, okay. And I said, is that something that you'd be open to? And he goes, yes, I, I would be. You know, um, I've, I've never really um, smiled in my life. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, why, why is that? And he goes, um, because when I was younger, um, I was uh, bullied about my teeth a lot. And I said to him, Ryan, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that, you know, and, and how do you feel that has affected you? That's the exact question I asked him. And, and he's, I will never forget the next line. It's one of the most impactful lines I've ever heard from a patient. And he said, I feel I have a recluse personality because of my teeth. And what I said back next to him was that, if we could do something about that, how would you feel? He goes, it changed my life. And we haven't even talked about treatment. We haven't even started talking about what the options are. You, you see, what we've done, we've taken him to the lowest point. We've understood his lowest point in life. And what we've then, then done is given him hope. You know, that, that sounds cheesy. That sounds cliche. But if you're in right there in that moment and you can connect with a patient within five minutes of seeing them, he they're not going to leave. No one, imagine, no one's ever asked him. No one's ever talked to him. He's in his mid to late 30s. How incredible is that? No, that, that really puts things into perspective, I think, because exactly that's a, a clear example of someone who has never thought about it, has never spoken to a dentist, never thought it was possible. And here you are saying, actually, if we could address this, would you be happy with it? And then I think it really changes his mindset, his attitude towards dentistry, as opposed to, you know, perhaps what we sometimes hear about you just saying to the patient, okay, your bite's wrong, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and not really understanding what his expectations or his values and motivators. Correct. And, and, and to kind of continue off, you know, what you were saying just then is that, you know, in dental school, if you go attend CBD seminars, right, there will be people who kind of say to you, you need to figure out the wants and needs of a patient, right? You're in dental school. Have 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 you seen that on the lecture slide? Maybe, maybe not, right? Maybe, not. maybe you need to pay attention to your classes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I've attended a lot of courses where they say you need um, to find the wants and needs and figure out the desires of the patient. You know, I can tell you right now, this some patients who, you know, know what they want they're probably the ones you need to be a little bit careful of but most patients who come in actually don't know what they want they don't know what is good you know and in our our minds we have this constant flaw as dentists that we expect other people to view the world the way we do they view their smile their teeth the way that we do but they don't 
And the whole point of, of this, why communication is important is to, to foster an environment where you make the patient feel comfortable and all you're doing is having a conversation and you're exploring things and you're throwing things out there here and there and seeing what sticks. And, and, and so it's, it's a hand-in-hand journey together. Does that make sense? It does. I think it was, what was interesting was how you mentioned like, oh, have you heard this? Like, you know, wants and needs of a patient. Have you been taught it in dental school? I'm like, yes. But actually, I think you raise a really interesting point where I think oftentimes we're taught just to like, it's the patient's desires. It's like what they want. You do what they want. At the end of the day, it's their decision. But I think there's that struggle where we kind of put things in the patient's ballpark of like, oh, what do you want? But the reality is they don't know things to the same extent that we do. So I almost feel like it's an unfair pressure. Yeah, yeah. You're shifting. To the, be putting on the patient. Correct. It, it, it's yeah. like, you know, I think most people come out of dental school kind of go, I'm the dentist. I know what you need. I know what the problems are. And sure, maybe if it's a hole, it's a clusal caries filling. There's only one way to fix that, right? But we're talking about bigger scale things. You want to start imagining bigger scale things. You need to understand patients on a, on a whole completely different level. But then to go from saying, hey, I'm the dentist. You should listen to everything I say to going, hey, patients, what do you want? What do you want to do? I'm here. And ask those awkward questions. What do you want? And they go, well, I don't know what I want. Well, and, and then you're like, oh, crap. Well, that CPD lecture just went down the drain. Yeah, right? right? No, no, no. You, it's like, do you want it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to yeah. demystify it. Com- well, let's demystify that completely. And the reality is you just need to have a conversation with the patient. And no obligation, no pressure conversation, trying to understand them, trying to connect with them. And then once you're able to do that, then the path becomes a lot clearer for both people. And then you can go... Now my patient truly understands the options. Now my pa- I understand where my patient's coming from. If they say to me, I can't afford this, I actually really understand that they can't afford it or they go, I want better teeth. I know exactly the pathway that they need because blah, 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 blah. There's just so much that you can go into. Actually, what you just reminded me, I think this was probably like a lecture you showed me one, but he was just saying how if you feel the need to present every treatment option to the patient, it's because you haven't listened to them enough. Yeah, you know, that that definitely resonates with me. I mean, as I said, university is a cookie-cutter approach. It needs to be. We can't blame university for that. University is meant to create a dentist who's foolproof, who will come out and do the right thing 99% of the time. That's, that's what it is. How we shape ourselves to become better dentists and approach these scenarios really depends on our ability to listen to the patient. So if, you, if a patient comes to you and goes oh, I need, um, I've I've got a missing tooth, and you present all three options to them, you haven't asked enough questions. Digital dentistry is a booming field that is becoming more popular by the day. If you've hesitated taking the plunge into what is a rapidly growing sector of our profession, then look no further. Avant Dental is a dental laboratory that specializes in digital dentistry. Avant Dental provides a range of services to dentists, digital splints, digital wax-ups, implant guides, implant prosthetics, to our bread and butter crown and bridge work. They can do it all. Not only does Avant help in making sure you're doing everything right, but they are strong advocates for educating dentists. They've opened a new education center for clinical-based training sessions on all the latest techniques. Give them a call today or visit them at www.avantdental.com.au to find out more.
So that was kind of covering um, what you were saying when patients come and they have a particular reason or a particular issue or concern that they have. But you were saying there's an entirely separate can of worms or it's a completely separate category when patients just saying like, I'm here just for a checkup and clean. How does this differ? These are the awkward ones. You know, I've, I've taken communication courses, right, on the weekends and, and they give me so much. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use all these techniques. And we've just talked about those scenarios. Patients who come in for a consult, they specifically want something. It could be even a toothache appointment. They want something. They're the easy conversations to have. How do you have a conversation with someone who is just in for a checkup? You know, you ask them, Mr. Jones, um, thanks for coming in. My name's Dr. Paul. How can I help you? I'm just in for a checkup, Paul. Great. Have you had any problems? No. Anything that's affected you in your life? No. Are you happy with this smile? It's fine. You know, they, they, like they're just so, you're like, oh, crap. That was I just wasted two grand on a weekend course for something. Yeah, yeah. It's about the type of questions you ask. This is where it differs. So we're going to skip all the who, what, when, where, why. We're going to skip all the awkward questions. And we're going to go to the main ones. And we're going to remind everyone who's listening to this back to dental school or the first semester that they start seeing patients or the lecture that your convener or lecturer gives you about what you need to do. So let's move on from history of presenting complaint. Let's move on to family and social history. And before that, let's move on to previous dental experience. Previous dental experience is a whole can of worms for you to tap into. So this is how it goes. Mrs. Jones, nice to meet you. My name's Dr. Paul. How can I help you today? Hi, Paul. I'm here just for a checkup. That's great, Mrs. Jones. Had, how have your teeth been? I haven't really had any issues. That's great. Mr. Jones, if you don't mind, it's the first time I'm meeting you. I'd love to get to know you a bit better. Do you mind if I ask you a few more questions? Sure thing. Do you mind me telling you, have you had a lot of work done in the past? Oh, yes, I've, I've had teeth pulled out. I've had fillings done. Um, I had a root canal done. And they might, they might stop there. But now you have three things to be able to ask them. Yes, oh, right, you've had teeth pulled out. How's your experience with that? Terrible. I'm like, what do you mean? Dennis didn't put enough in, um, anesthetic into me. I felt it the whole entire time. Oh, really sorry about that. Um, how about that root canal? He goes, oh, it didn't work. Oh, right, okay, sure, you know. Has has it affected your eating? No, no, no. It hasn't affected my eating. Let's just stop there for a sec. How much more information have I just elicited? How many more avenues of conversations have I just started? But you're also beginning to understand the patient. He's had bad dental experiences. That's an opportunity. You know, most people would see Mr. Jones as being, oh, you know, he's going to be one of those typical older generational mindsets where, you know, I hate coming to dinners, I don't want you to do anything, don't touch me, blah, 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 right? Um, but here's an opportunity for you to make a difference to his experience and go, Mr. Jones, if we need to do any work for you, I'm going to make sure you're fully numb and you don't feel anything I do. And if you need me to stop at any point, you can put your hand up. Imagine that. You're probably going to be the first person who's talked to him about that. That's a great way of, of, of talking about it. Family social history is also an excellent point of view. You know, you can start talking about his lifestyle, how to get build build a picture of him. Um, that's how the conversation differs. I, I don't think we need to go into it too much deeper because most of it's covered by the first part. But 
past dental history is a great way to start a patient who just says to you, I'm in just for a checkup. Building on from it is just why is that important? If they're in just for a checkup, they don't necessarily think anything's wrong. Why is it important to ask about their past dental history and all those questions? Because does that kind of preface things for then when you do do a checkup? Yeah. You find things or why is it important as opposed to just jumping in? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great way. Because again, you, you, you're you beginning to build a picture of what this patient is, right? So, you know, people who come in for a checkup, um, they're probably oblivious to most of their problems. And if later on you find an issue and you tell them that they need to, you know, they need a crown or two, three crowns for, for that matter or should get an implant. It's like saying you've just walked into one of the retail stores in a shopping center and they've got, and you're going, oh, do you need some help? Oh, I'm just browsing. Would you like to buy the shop? <laughs> right? You've just, you, yeah. or, or it's just like you're going on your first date and going, oh, you know, hi, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, do you want to marry me? Like, it's just, you yeah. go from nothing to full on out. So, so if you build an idea of this patient who, you know, let's say they have a great dental experience, there's a good chance that they have a really good dental understanding or health understanding. And they're a lot, that might mean that they're a lot more open to what you have to say. But if a person, if you get an understanding of, of their past dental experience where they've had bad experience, they don't like coming to the dentist, they hate everything that's done. And then you're proposing all this treatment. That's not the right way. You might need to take a much more gentler, much easier approach. Focus more on the problems if, you know, what's going to occur if you don't do anything um, and get to understand them better. Or maybe you need two or three more recalls before they decide they need to do anything as opposed to the other patient. That, that's why it's relevant. You know, this reminds me of a, well, I was reading a book recently and they brought up this really great analogy. I kind of wanted to share it. And I think it kind of builds on what you were saying, right? But they're talking about the difference between kind of prefacing it beforehand and telling the patients, okay, this is what we're going to do today. Like these are, this is what we're going to have a look at. We might find this, we might find that. We don't know, but I'll allow you back. I'll have a look at it now. And then you have a look, you sit them up and then he's like, oh, you know, this is what we discovered. Um, As opposed to not saying any of those things at the beginning. And then, you know, you sit them up and you're like, you need a feeling here. This tooth's cracked, this crown's fail, this implants, you know, um, on its way out and the analogy that they drew it to was if you've got your car that you've driven for 30 years no problems it's had no issues whatsoever and you take it to a mechanic and then they don't say anything to you and then they open the boot up or whatever you call it um, and then they look at you and they're like oh this is broken this needs changing this needs blah 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 and they're like hang on a second like I had no problems with my car why are you suddenly trying to like squeeze all this all this out of me after you've had a look whereas they're saying perhaps if we shift the way you had that conversation and even just prefacing it beforehand being like okay I know you've had this car for 30 years it's done you well but oftentimes you know cars need regular surfacing and you know it might go unnoticed but we're going to have a look today these issues may need to be fixed we might need to change the oil or these kind of things I don't know but I'll have a look and I think at least getting the patient ready for that conversation yeah 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 so so fine would you agree no 100 percent. there's so many a lot of different communication courses will will present it in their own way but it's exactly what you have just explained it's about prefacing um or kind of forward acknowledging what might occur during the appointment to the patient. So in, in any kind of dealings I have with people in my personal and, and professional life, I, I like to make sure they understand how um, something's going to occur or, or happen. So say, for example, you've gathered all the information, the consultation stuff that you want to happen from the very beginning. 
now it's your turn to let them know how you work. You know, you, you, and, and and everyone will will create their own way of doing this. But my way would be something along the lines of, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, it, it's 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 been really really great um, to listen to everything that you've just had to share with me, and I want to thank you for for giving me all of that information. Um, it's really helped me understand the position that you're in. Uh, I just want to share a little bit about what I'm going to do for you today, if you don't mind. The first couple of things I always tell my patients who I meet for the first time is that. You know, our, our teeth are quite resilient. They're really, really strong. And um, unfortunately, not being in pain doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a problem. That usually gets a response from the patient. Because just like the car, if my car drives, there must be no problem with it. And so that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is break down a barrier. So, that, you know, um, just because you're not in pain doesn't mean there's no problems, you know. Um, quite often, uh, teeth can have cracks, they can have holes, have gum problems, and it's not until um, uh, that you're in pain that it's actually too late and we don't have many options. That's not to say, I also want you to know that um, my job is to help you understand what's happening in, in your mouth and, and you'll never be pressured in any way, shape or form um, by me to do anything of that matter. It, it's your teeth. It's your way. You, you do whatever you want. My job is to help you understand everything going forward. Um, if you need a break at any point in time, just raise your hand. I'll be out of your mouth and, and we're going from there. Um, you can always interrupt me. You can ask me any questions uh, as, as you like. Um, that's totally fine. How's that sound? Great. And guys, everyone who's listening to that all happens before you check up. Just, just a reminder, everything that we've just talked for the last half an hour, all of this is before you have even sat the patient in the dental chair, before you've even looked inside that mouth. And if you can, you know, uh, we've got graduates, we've got associates who, who've mastered this and have been able to connect and communicate with patients so, so well, better than I I was up until maybe, you know, it took me probably took me five years in the amount of time they, they learned that in six months. But if you can take everything that we've just said in the last half an hour, you'll have an amazing, amazing start to your, your career. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.